Archibian Sports columnist Jim Suhan today, brought to you by St. Claude's General Rental Center. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jay. Of course, Jim is down in Fort Myers covering the Twins. All right, Jim, so let's uh, touch on the Timberwolves, who had a bad fourth quarter last night. Looked like they were going to beat Washington, but uh, Washington came back and beat them. Bad loss. They are playing a very difficult schedule. Uh, Washington, like a lot of teams in the NBA, it's not that they don't have talent. They're not They're not a great team. They've actually been playing better lately. They have talent because everybody in the NBA has talent. But you're playing them at home. They've been on the road for a while. You're well-rested. You have a big lead in the first right off the bat. You have a lead in the fourth quarter, and you blow it. That is a problem. Uh, that is a bad, bad loss. That's the kind of loss at the end of the season you look back and say, God, if we won a couple games like that, we might have been the sixth seed instead we're in the play-in game. And, and – that doesn't bode well. So turnovers, um, of course, you know, you can always blame the defense when the other team comes back, but in the NBA, you got to, you got to keep scoring. Then bad turnovers, sloppy turnovers, lazy turnovers, uh, miss some shots. They probably should have made, uh, that that's a bad night for them. What happens uh, with this team that they have things like this happen? Um, and it's, it's, I, I guess it's really difficult to put your finger on it because they've had, a stretch where it was bad third quarters and they've had some games where it's been bad fourth quarters. Yeah, it is. It is difficult to dissect. Um, I mean, you could say, well, they have a 21, 21 year old as their best player and dominating the ball, but he's been very good in a lot of those situations. He wasn't good last night in the fourth quarter. Uh, Kyle Anderson has been one of the best players, one of the best clutch players. He had a bad fourth quarter. And Mike Connolly's a veteran, smart, tough point guard. He didn't make any shots last night. Um, so it, it is it is weird. It's hard to hard to figure out. And everybody, everybody in the NBA, every single team, in the NBA has games like this and they have stretches like this. The uh... what's 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 difficult for this team is they have had a lot of games like that and they can't really afford to have games like that. Yeah, well, in one game above 500 in a very tough Western Conference where things are things are just tight. I mean, uh if you have a few games like that, that that could make a big difference as to where you're seated. And right now they're they're tied for seventh, or technically, I guess percentage wise, in eighth place. But I mean, they certainly could go on a run, and they could be back up into that four or five spot. Yes, but the schedule's tough, and that's why a game against Washington is one you got to have because they're going to play a lot better teams than Washington now, and they're going to play a lot of games on the road, so it's going to be difficult. Um, and I guess the the good thing about the NBA and the Western Conference is you wouldn't – I don't think you're going to live in fear of the second or third seed. So if you can get into the playoffs, maybe you have a chance. Yeah, I don't think you want to be the eighth seed. I don't think you want to play – I'm assuming that the Suns are going to end up uh, being the number one seed. Maybe, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you know, I, I think the Wolves actually play the Nuggets pretty well. I mean, you don't really want to fake, face Jokic in a long series, but they would have a fighting chance. The Suns – you know, Durant fits in there well. Uh, that could be a, a great team by the end of the season. So I, you would really like to be, once again, you'd really like to be the sixth seed. You'd like to be playing the third seed, and you'd like to be out of the play-in series. But you better be, be teams like Washington if you want to get there. So, Jim, the, the Wolves and the rest of the NBA going into the All-Star break here this weekend. What do you think about how the NBA has constructed their All-Star weekend with Futures game... Slam dunk, three point contest, skills competition, and then the game itself. It's fine. Um, you know, uh, to me, 
and I've been saying this for years, the only all-star game that I really even care about is Major League Baseball's because it's the only one where the defense is trying its best all the time. You know, NBA, the NBA all-star game can be fun. If the stars put on a show, it can be a lot of fun. It just, you know, nobody's playing defense and you know a lot, some of it's staged. It feels more like professional wrestling than basketball at times. Uh, the dunk contest, they might as well get rid of it. Nobody wants to be in it anymore. You know, it was great uh, when it was Jordan and Dominique and people like that, the true stars of the game going crazy. Uh, you know, there's, I, I, I think there are a lot of NBA fans who won't know any of the players in this year's dunk contest. Three-point shooting is fun, and you might as well do it. I mean, and it's kind of like I talk about with the, the, uh, the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl weekend. I mean, you and I might not be interested in any of this stuff, but fans might be. And the league, you know, not only we saw, I talked to a lot of twins officials when the all-star game was in town. They said, listen, you know, you might not love some of the the other events, some of the tertiary events going on around the all-star game, but it gives uh, somebody who lives in Minnesota who couldn't get a ticket to the real game. It gives them a chance to be a part of the all-star experience, a chance to go out and do some stuff. So, you know, it's, it's absolutely fine that it all exists. It just, not, you know, once again, just doesn't particularly interest me. Jim, how about Carl uh, Anthony Towns? Any idea when he might be back? Nope. They are not giving out any information. Uh, it, it seemed to be a good sign that he was traveling with the team on their last road trip. Uh, you know, and I've had some people tell me just, hey, sometime after the All-Star break, I've had other people tell me early March. We, we really don't know. All right, Jim, you're covering the Twins down in Fort Myers. Uh, one of the... Uh, Starting pitchers, or at least expected starting pitchers for the Twins this year, Tyler Maley. Uh, can you tell me about uh, what you've learned from him and what kind of contribution he could make on the team this year? Well, it was interesting talking to him yesterday morning. Um, first of all, he was flying. He was going to come to spring training a week early. He landed in Minneapolis. He was boarding a, a uh, from Los Angeles. He was boarding a uh, flight to Fort Myers, or actually Tampa, and... Uh, he got a text from his wife as he's sitting on the plane that uh, she's about to have birth. So he gets to Tampa. He turns around, gets a direct flight back to Los Angeles, gets there in time for the baby. Uh, so now he's back in, in Fort Myers. And, but it's interesting, you know, he had shoulder weakness, soreness that shut him down last year. Um, he was good in 2020. He was really good in 2021. Last year, he was not as good. And he talked about just how that shoulder has been bothering him since like 2018 coming out of the lockout last year. Didn't really get to work on it with professionals that much in the winter and it ended up biting him. So he, he's very optimistic that he's figured it out. He went to a, you know, kind of a baseball Academy called drive land line is famous in baseball circles to improve his slider, which he's going to need to get right-handed hitters out, which he is not, he did not do last year. So listen, it's early spring. He's very optimistic. He's fired up about the team. He said, this team's going to be really good. Uh, he's He's a big, strong guy. He throws hard enough. His presence, he's had some success. Um, you know, he, he could be really good. He's you know, like almost everybody else in that clubhouse. If healthy, he could be really good. Jim, we talk about, uh, you know, there's very few guys that would be in that ace number one pitcher category. What would you, when you look at the Twins rotation, do they get a bunch of twos and threes? Yeah, that's exactly what they have. And that can be a great way to win a lot of games in the regular season. Um, of course, you would like a traditional ace when you get to, you know, a must-win game in the regular season or a playoff game or a game number one of a playoff. Of course, you would like to have Justin Verlander on the mound. Everybody would like to have him. Uh, 
Um, but you can win a lot of games with twos and threes, you know, and, and if they can get, if they can have a, a, a five veteran starters backed up by some really talented young guys, uh, giving you a six, maybe six plus innings a night, every night and giving you a chance to win every time out there playing in front, pitching in front of a really good defense with a team that should be able to score some runs. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good formula for the regular season. Is there anybody on this staff that you look to and be like, well, this guy could be a number one. Um, we, we, we've seen glimpses, I guess, from Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray had stretches in his career where he looked like a number one. Kenta Maeda had that one year when he was with the twins, uh, his first year here. Um, any chance that any of those guys emerge? It's possible. I mean, Maeda was great in 2020. Short season, but he was great. Second in the Cy Young voting. I mean, that is an ace. When you finish second in the Cy Young voting, you're an ace. Um, Ryan has some bulldog in him. Gray has some bulldog in him. Um, Pablo Lopez is a big, impressive young guy who's had success in the big leagues. Malley, I do think Malley's kind of slots in as kind of a, a number three type. Um, so I would say they've you know, if you're looking for upside, I, I would keep an eye on either Maeda bouncing back to 2020 form, if that's possible. I don't know if it is or not. Or Lopez kind of taking the next step in his development as a good young pitcher. Uh, Jim, looking at uh, what this Twins team could do as far, as far as run production, do they have better run producers this year than they did last year? Well, it, it, once again, it comes back to health, right? If if Buxton's on the field, if Buxton's on the field and in the lineup, then that's their best player, and that's their best home run hitter, and it's their best space stealer, is their best extra base hitter. Uh, so if he's healthy, and I mean it's all health. If Polanco gets back to being healthy and performs at an All Star level again, if Buxton's healthy, he's your best player. He's best your best your best offensive player. Um, you know, and then you have a bunch of young and. So they have lots of talent. They don't have a lot of sure things. Either they have veterans with health issues or they have young guys who still have to prove themselves. Kirilov could be great or not. You know, uh, Larnick, Walner, Garlic could be great or not. Um, you know, there's just a lot of moving parts. That's one, you know, I always talk about this with Smalley on our podcast. It's like he said, you know, I love all these guys, but you don't have a Nelson Cruz figure. You don't have somebody you put in the three hole and say, this guy's going to be our a reliable run producer, play him every day. He's going to tie the lineup together. They don't have that yet. Maybe one of these guys, maybe it's Miranda, maybe it's Karloff, maybe it's a bunch of them, but they need that figure to emerge. You wanted to touch on one thing with the uh, the Vikings, with the hiring of Brian Flores. I think Mark Craig and your paper, the Star Tribune, talking about if things work out, they won't be here for long. Is that because he could be a head coach? Yeah, uh, and and – that's both true. I also think it's really jumping the gun. Uh, what we know about Flores is he isn't going to take just any job. Um, we know that he doesn't want to get stuck in a bad situation. Uh, you know, he's still suing the NFL. We don't know if anybody would actually hire him while he's suing the NFL. So we can, he's not an obvious head coaching candidate if things go well here, but we can't guarantee. And he's also a black coach. Black coaches don't get hired at a higher rate. So, we, we have no idea if he's going to get hired away just if he has a good season or two. Jim, the Minnesota Wild play at home against Dallas tonight. They have been struggling here lately. Um, when you're in a funk like this as far as trying to score goals, what can you do to try to get out of it? Well, what they always talk about, and there's truth in it, is when you're struggling, 
Don't try to make the pretty play. Don't try to make the perfect pass. You know, get pucks to the front of the net, get bodies to the front of the net, create some ugly goals. Uh, it's kind of like a, a hitter in a slump. He gets a blue pit and he relaxes and all of a sudden he's a better hitter. Well, you need to get some ugly goals and then the pretty goals come after that. And I, it's a cliche, but it's true. They need, they need some traffic goals. They need some ugly goals, some grit goals. Those can kind of, kind of fire up a team, can kind of unite a team and, and relieve some of the pressure they're feeling right now. Uh, so I think that's the, the formula. It's, it's easier said than done, though. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Full slate is up at talknorth.com. Mike Grimm's Go Gopher podcast. Uh, Joe Anderson, Dave Lee, Michael Russo, Anthony DeLapanta, Roy Smalley, LaBelle Neal, Jeff Diamond, John Krasinski. Everything is, talk, is at talknorth.com. All right, Jim, thank you. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports Columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column at the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. And uh, Jim, today brought to you by St. Cloud's General Rental Center. Coming up next on WJON, World of National News from ABC, followed by local news. You're listening to 